Hi guys, welcome back to Keep On Spreading the Wound, the Love, the Face. Um, that's my broadcast. Today is episode 28. And today we get to read Exodus chapter 7 and chapter 8. And um, before we read out, we're going to listen to a worship song. And this worship song that we are singing is called... Um, it's by Lord, it's by Hillsong and Shout to the Lord. This is one of my awesome songs. I love this song really, really good. I want a song that speaks to my heart. And um, Shout to the Lord is one of those songs that is always going to speak to my heart. No matter where I am in the world, no matter how bad I, I feel, this song is always lift me up and have me just sing praise. So this is what I love about this song. And it's by Hillsong, which is a beautiful, awesome band. Um, so, uh, today we're going to read Exodus 7, 8. Um, and then after I'm done reading it, I'll go review it. And whatever stands out to me, we'll, we'll go from, we'll, whatever stands out to me, that's what I'll, um, that's what I'll, I'll review. And then, uh, We'll all say a prayer before we end up do reading the Bible. So today, uh, let's just ask the Lord to come in with His Holy Spirit, and let's let's sing right now and just praise God for having being able to sing for us today. So here we go. Shout to the Lord, all the earth, let him sing. Our majesty praise to the King. Mountains bow down and the seas wear war of the sound of your name. Amen. This is an awesome song.
Amen. This is such an awesome song. What I like about it so much is, let's see. There's a song in here. Let's see if I can get the lyric. Of course. Oh, it's not popping up. Of course, this is how Satan works, right? He never wants us to share the true statement of the glory of God. Always. Always in a way. It's gonna replay again, I think. Oh, here we go. So, if I go to the course, we go to the song title. Okay, so here we go. My comfort, my shelter, tower of refuge and strength. Let every breath, all that I am, never creates to worship to worship you. That's awesome to know because every time we do breathe, right? It it should be a remembrance that. Jesus Christ is always with us. He gives us that strength. He gives us that shelter. He gives us that comfort. No one can give us that comfort. No one can give us that strength. And no one can give us that shelter. Besides Jesus Christ. Having that Holy Spirit. And believing in Him. So I pray that. That helps you guys understand and realize. That. Um, that's just how it is. It's just the beauty of it's the beauty of knowing Jesus Christ and knowing His love and His wisdom, right? Knowing that no matter how far down we are in life, He always could be there to pick us up and lift us on high and help us when we need help. So I pray that that helps you guys. The worship song of the day is "Shout to the Lord." Hill song. So um, let's pray and ask Jesus to come in, ask us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and then we'll read Exodus chapter 7 and chapter 8. So here we go. Dear Holy Father, I pray that we have a good day and a blessed day today, Lord. I pray that um, as I read chapter Exodus 7 and chapter Exodus 8, pray that. You allow this to not only be listened to, but to be heard, to know the the power and the love that you have for us, Lord, every day, not just once day a week at church or or just whenever we or we we kneel down and pray at night. No, we're supposed to be thinking of you throughout the day, Lord. We're supposed to be trying to live like you daily, trying to have our hearts get changed because it's not. Our hearts gain change once a week at church. It's living like you daily and having our hearts get changed daily towards you. Because every day we face a battle of a new sin that we have to defeat. And only you can help us defeat it, Lord. Only you know how to guide us in the correct way. Because if we guide ourselves, we are lost. But if we guide, if we guide with the Holy Spirit, we know that we're not lost. We know that we're still going to sin. But we know that 
the Holy Spirit is going to help us defeat those sinful battles. Because you fight for us, Lord. You never fight against us. So I pray that you help us um, as we read Exodus chapter 7 and chapter 8. Let me pick out whatever you want me to pick out, whatever you want me to speak. Let me speak it, Lord. Let me just be honest and speak the truth because that's what I'm here for. I'm not here to get the glory of me. I'm here to get the glory for you, Lord, for the kingdom of heaven, for someone to, to be sparked and have a change of heart and realize that they need you in your, their life. So I pray that we have a good day and a blessed day. I pray that whoever's listening to this broadcast or is listening now, let them get filled with the Holy Spirit. Let them know how real and how loving you really are to them. Pray that we just have a good day and a blessed day. Jesus, I pray. Amen. So here we go. We're reading Exodus chapter 7 and chapter 8. So in chapter 6, before I read chapter 7, um, this is where Moses and Aaron went to go speak to the Israelites, right, about, hey, um, we went to go speak to Pharaoh, he, he pulled the straw away from you guys, they had, the Israelites had to go make straw, bring straw for themselves, and Pharaoh called them lazy, right, they're slaves to Pharaoh, and, um, Moses and Aaron didn't mean to bring this burden on the Israelites, but this is all God's plan, right? Because Moses spoke to the Lord, and the Lord told him, it's not going to be easy, but you will be able to walk out of Egypt free. And so that's Moses' trust with the Lord, is that he has to be willing to keep on going for this fight, and not just go with his feelings, knowing that He's trusting with the Lord with his full face to keep on walking and keep on saying the Pharaoh is going to lose one day. And Moses knows this, but no, Moses doesn't know the timing of it. So during the time, he has to go through suffering and pain and knowing that people are yelling at him and, and being mean to him and saying, you, you know, you made us a stitch to Pharaoh. And think about all these people that Moses looks at and goes, soon you'll be free. I don't know when, but I know they, they're going to be free one day walking out of Egypt freedom. So, this is where, this is where we're at. Where, um, this is where we're at. So, here goes chapter 7. Here we go. Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. You are to say everything I command you, and your brother Aaron is to tell Pharaoh to let the Israelites go out of his country. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and though I multiply my miraculous signs and wonders in Egypt, he will not listen to you. Then I will lay my hand on Egypt, and with mighty acts of judgment, I will bring out my divisions 
my people, the Israelites, and the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand against Egypt and bring the Israelites out of it. Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord commanded them. Moses was 80 years old and Aaron 83 when they spoke to Pharaoh. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, when Pharaoh says to you, perform a miracle, then say to Aaron, take your staff and throw it down before Pharaoh, and it will become a snake. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did just as the Lord commanded. Aaron threw his staff down in front of Pharaoh and his officials, and it became a snake. Pharaoh then summoned wise men and sorcerers, and the Egyptian magicians also did the same things by their secret arts. Each one threw down his staff, and it became a snake. But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Yet Pharaoh's heart became hard, and he would not listen to them, just as the Lord had said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is unyielding. He refuses to let the people go. Go to Pharaoh in the morning as he goes out to the water. Wait on the bank of the Nile to meet him and take in your hand the staff that was changed into a snake. Then say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has sent me to say to you, let my people go so that they may worship me in the desert but until now you have not listened this is what the lord says by this you will know that i am the lord with the staff that is in my hand i will strike the water of the nile and it will be changed into blood the fish in the nile will die and the river will stink. The Egyptians will not be able to drink its water. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, take your staff and stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt, over the streams and canals, over the ponds and all the reservoirs, and they will turn to blood blood will be everywhere in Egypt, even in the wooden buckets and stone jars. Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord had commanded. He raised his staff in the presence of Pharaoh and his officials and struck the water of the Nile, and all the water was changed into blood. The fish in the Nile died, and the river smelled so bad that the Egyptians could not drink its water. Blood was everywhere in Egypt. But the Egyptian magicians did the same things by their secret arts. And Pharaoh's heart became hard. He would not listen to Moses and Aaron, just as the Lord had said. Instead, he turned and went into his palace and did not take even this to heart. And all the Egyptians dug along the Nile to get drinking water because they could not drink the water of the river. Seven days passed after the Lord struck the Nile. Chapter 8 Then the Lord said to Moses, 
go to Pharaoh and say to him, This is what the Lord says, Let my people go, so that they may worship me. If you refuse to let them go, I will plague your whole country with frogs. The Nile will teem with frogs. They will come up into your palace and your bedroom and onto your bed, into the houses of your officials and on your people and into your ovens and kneading troughs. The frogs will go up on you and your people and all your officials. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, stretch out your hand with your staff over the streams and canals and ponds, and make frogs come up on the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land. But the magicians did the same things by their secret arts. They also made frogs come up on the land of Egypt. Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Pray to the Lord to take the frogs away from me and my people, and I will let your people go to offer sacrifices to the Lord. Moses said to Pharaoh, I leave to you the honor of setting the time for me to pray for you and your officials and your people that you and your houses may be rid of the frogs except for those that remain in the Nile. Tomorrow, Pharaoh said. Moses replied, It will be as you say, so that you may know there is no one like the Lord our God. The frogs will leave you and your houses, your officials, and your people. They will remain only in the Nile. After Moses and Aaron left Pharaoh, Moses cried out to the Lord about the frogs he had brought on Pharaoh. And the Lord did what Moses asked. The frogs died in the houses, in the courtyards, and in the fields. They were piled into heaps, and the land reeked of them. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart and would not listen to Moses and Aaron, just as the Lord had said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the ground. And throughout the land of Egypt, the dust will become gnats. They did this. And when Aaron stretched out his hand with the staff and struck the dust of the ground, gnats came upon men and animals. All the dust throughout the land of Egypt became gnats. But when the magicians tried to produce gnats by their secret arts, they could not. And the gnats were on men and animals. The magician said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hard and he would not listen, just as the Lord had said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Get up early in the morning and confront Pharaoh as he goes to the water and say to him, This is what the Lord says, Let my people go, so that they may worship me. If you do not let my people go, I will send swarms of flies on you and your officials, 
on your people and into your houses. The houses of the Egyptians will be full of flies and even the ground where they are. But on that day, I will deal differently with the land of Goshen, where my people live. No swarms of flies will be there, so that you will know that I, the Lord, am in this land. I will make a distinction between my people and your people. This miraculous sign will occur tomorrow. And the Lord did this. Dense swarms of flies poured into Pharaoh's palace and into the houses of his officials. And throughout Egypt, the land was ruined by the flies. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Go, sacrifice to your God here in the land. But Moses said, That would not be right. The sacrifices we offer the Lord our God will be detestable to the Egyptians. And if we offer sacrifices that are detestable in their eyes, will they not stone us? We must take a three-day journey into the desert to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God as he commands us. Pharaoh said, I will let you go to offer sacrifices to the Lord your God in the desert, but you must not go very far. Now pray for me. Moses answered, As soon as I leave you, I will pray to the Lord. Tomorrow the flies will leave Pharaoh and his officials and his people. Only be sure that Pharaoh does not act deceitfully again by not letting the people go to offer sacrifices to the Lord. Then Moses left Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord. And the Lord did what Moses asked. The flies left Pharaoh and his officials and his people. Not a fly remained. But this time also, Pharaoh hardened his heart and would not let the people go. Okay, guys. So, this is Exodus chapter 7 and chapter 8, right? And Exodus 7, um... This is where the miracles start happening, right? And, uh, let's see. So it says right here. So, here it is, verse 6. This is where it gets interesting. Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord commanded. Moses was 80 years old and Aaron was 83 when they went to go to speak to Pharaoh. So, both of these men, right, God used, were at their old age. They weren't young men. They were old, right? Moses and Aaron were old, right? And this is where uh, Moses, right, the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and said, perform this miracle in front of Pharaoh, right? Which is uh, when you put your, when Moses, when Aaron put his staff on the floor, right? It became a snake. And the the Pharaoh summoned listen to this. The Pharaoh summoned 
his wise men, sorcerers, and the Egyptians, magicians. And they did the same thing in their secret arts. Right? But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staff. Okay? So, they both became snakes. But Aaron's staff ate, swallowed their snakes up. Right? This is very interesting. Right? And we know that the Egyptians were very wicked, evil people. They had the sorcery of the devil, right? The devil was working in Egypt trying to fight against the Lord during this time. And then after that happened, this is the next day. Then Moses and Aaron went to the morning and said, let my people go. The Pharaoh was on the Nile, right? And they said, nah. Pharaoh said, no, you know, you're not going to let your people go. So, this is the second day. Moses and Aaron went to the, went, asked Pharaoh. Pharaoh says no. And so, with the staff, he put his he put his staff over the water. Into he put his staff over the water, and the water turned to blood. Think about that. The water turned to blood, right? Think about going the whole entire land of Egypt starts turning into blood. Anything in the amazing thing about this, right? This is the beauty of the Lord, right? Every stone jar, every wooden bucket in Egypt was turned into blood. This is something that you have to remember. Just because you had your water in a bucket does not mean, oh, it was good drinking water. Everything that had that carried water was turned into blood. And the Egyptian sorcerers right here, let's see. So, uh, Pharaoh and his officials, uh, and all the water was changed into blood. So it was very smelly. Let's see, uh, hold on a minute, because... So it says right here, all the streams, ponds, rivers were full of blood. Everything changes blood. Okay, so here we go. Verse 22. This is Satan working right here. But the Egyptian magicians did the same thing by their secret arts. And the Pharaoh hardened became harder. And he wouldn't not listen to Moses and Aaron. And just as the Lord said. So the Lord, so Moses and Aaron knew that his heart was going to be hardened. And Satan at this time was working in Egypt, right? Because his Egyptian sorcerers, right, did the same thing. They turned water into blood. So the first two signs, they did the same thing. And so here's the third plague, right? The third plague is the river smelly because it all smells of death. 
everything is dying in the river. So that happened for seven days. Can you imagine seven days not drinking water? Seven days and the everything's just smelly, dirty, dead, bloody water everywhere. Right? And the Nile smelled. Then Moses went to Pharaoh and asked him, Let my people go worship in the desert. You know, let my people go. Pharaoh said no. So here we go. So, uh, chapter 8, verse 2. If you refuse to let my people go, I will plague you the whole country with frogs. Then the Nile will teem with frogs and will become into your house, your bedrooms, and into your beds, into the houses of your officials and all the people, and into your ovens. So frogs, so a plague of frogs will come out of the Nile and go everywhere through Egypt, right? And think about this. First you had the staff, right? Second you had the plague of blood. Now you have the plague of frogs, right? And these and still the 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 Pharaoh is saying no, right? He, his heart was hardened. But here we go, verse 7. Here we go. But the magicians did the same thing by their secret arts. They also made frogs come up from the land of Egypt. So you see how sin works? See how Satan was? How how evil the Egyptians were, right? Because they worshipped Satan. And the, the secret arts is what they're using here, which is evil and, and demonized. They did the same thing. See how Satan works here? Trying to fight against trying to fight against the God Almighty, right? And so there was the plague of frogs. So they did the same thing. But the plague of gnats. Okay, so here's where it gets more interesting. So Moses goes up to Phil and ask him, let my people go. He says no. And so the dust of Egypt, right? So it says right here, tell Aaron, stretch out your staff and the dust of the ground throughout the land of Egypt, the dust will become gnats. So think about that. Gnats are like little flies, like and they become everywhere in Egypt, right? Everywhere. And this is the interesting thing. Verse 18, right? But when the magicians tried to produce gnats by their secret arts, they could not do it, and the gnats were on men and animals. The magician said to Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hardened and would not listen, just as the Lord said. So you see, so they were only able to do the snake, right? The, the Satan worshippers in Egypt were only able to, to produce a snake, were only able to produce blood in the land, and would be able to produce frogs. But 
hmm, Satan could do fleas. And they said, this is the hand of God. So even the magicians and the, and the Satan worshippers at this time, they told Pharaoh that this is the hand of God. This is something so beautiful to know that this is what happened. That they actually told him, just let the people go. That they were sick of fighting Moses, right? And here, here the magicians go, we're sick of this. It's the act of God, we can't do this, right? Our, our powers are useless to this now. And Pharaoh's heart still says no. And then, here we go, the next morning. Then Moses spoke to Aaron and said, let my people go worship in the desert. They said, no, again, Pharaoh. So swarms of flies will come on the official about it. It says, uh, let's see. And the swarms of flies, let me see. Oh, to the land, okay. So there will be a difference between the swarm of flies. The land of Goshen, where my people live, will not have the swarm of flies that will be, that will be there. So this is really interesting, right? So the Lord separates the Israelites, right, that live in Egypt, that live in Goshen, which is very um, wealthy, powerful land, right? Very healthy. They got the best land in Egypt, right, from, from Joseph, right? Giving them the blessed land. And here they are. God is separating them from everyone else in Egypt. And all the flies go everywhere else in Egypt besides Goshen. Because God wanted to say, this is the powerful I have as a Lord. Why I could, I could command these flies to go everywhere in Egypt. But in Goshen, there's going to be no flies. And that's what it was. He was making a difference between everybody living in Egypt and the Israelites. Knowing that the Israelites... Why right, we're gonna be different because they were supposed to go to Egypt to follow the Lord, right? They were supposed to leave Egypt. And so that was the difference between the Egyptians and everybody else living in Egypt and Goshen. Why right? is that the miracle was that the flies weren't in Egypt, the flies weren't there in Goshen, but everywhere else in Egypt. So Pharaoh summoned Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, let my, you know, let, they said, let, let us go to Egypt, let us go, let us go worship the Lord. And then, this is what Pharaoh says, you can worship the, you can worship your Lord here in the desert, but not to go far. And Aaron and Moses said, no, we're supposed to have a three day travel in the middle of the desert to go worship the Lord Almighty. And Pharaoh's hardened gets harder and does not let his people go. The flies are gone because Moses listened Moses listened to the Lord and the Lord said, I will let the flies go. Right? So the flies are no longer there in Egypt. But as soon as they left, Pharaoh's heart even got harder and wouldn't let 
wouldn't let the wouldn't let it go. So tomorrow we are gonna read on continuing the plagues in chapter nine and in chapter ten of continuing the plagues of what's going on in Egypt. But you gotta realize something here. I don't think people realize that Satan was here during this time in, in Egypt fighting against the Lord. Not only fighting against Moses, right? But fighting against the Lord. Moses had to see this. Right? Moses had to see this and go, you're not going to win. Moses knew, because God told him, that your challenge is going to be tough, but I am going to be with you. That staff means I am with you. Don't ever have, don't ever lose faith in that. That that staff is going to be there. That's something that I love to understand. That when we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. We know that the Lord's not going to leave us. We know that Jesus is, is with us. Just like the Lord was with Moses with the staff. We have that same personal relationship with him. With the feelings inside of 